Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back. As you just heard, this, of course, is the London Free Press Podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Barnett. Another very busy week in the city of London and in the month of April in particular. So I'm really excited to catch up with London Free Press reporter Jonathan Juha today. Jonathan, how are you doing? Not too bad yourself. I'm doing very well. Thank you. You wrote a great piece, but also an alarming piece on just how <laughs> white hot the real estate market is in London. So we have to talk about that a little bit. We broke records again in April, did we not, for the real estate market? Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's another uh, record in sales. Uh, more than 1,200 homes sold in just uh, one month. It's sort of like the the best uh, April in record for the London and St. Thomas region um, kind of thing. And it's also the eighth consecutive month where we have seen sort of like real estate agents here in the region breaking those sales records kind of thing. So 2020, uh, 2021, sorry, shaping up to be sort of like uh, probably the best year ever when it comes to sales. And, and that's happening despite, you know, the increase that we have seen in, in the prices, which has been going up for a few years now, but it had sort of like accelerated a little bit uh, ever since uh, the pandemic. Uh, you know, in March of uh, 2020, the average price was uh, 447,000. Um, and now in April um, 2021, we saw that reach $645,000 now. Now, obviously that's an average, that's a number that, you know, can be impacted by the sale of, you know, more expensive houses kind of thing. It's not perhaps, 100% what you're going to be paying for a house, but it gives you a little bit of an idea as to where things are right now. And obviously we have seen sort of like that, that trend go up. It's wild to me hearing these numbers thrown out at me and just how drastic a year difference can truly make. Is there any kind of talk of a potential crash? Like I'm fortunate, for instance, I own the house I'm sitting in. I bought it years ago when housing prices were not this crazy and bidding wars were not as much of a thing. But I have a lot of friends who are trying to buy their first homes, break into the market. Is this even realistic anymore? Well, you know, trying to predict what's going to happen, it's a little bit of a dangerous game. <laughs> um, you know, even at the beginning of the pandemic, if we go back some analysts back then, they said, you know, prices were going to uh, go down by about 18% because of the pandemic. You know, uh, obviously the, the virus crisis was affecting people's jobs. And the idea was sort of like, you know, people were not going to be in the appetite to get into huge debt right now. But then sort of like the pandemic we saw sort of like the opposite happen. Um, you know, it created this situation where people are stuck at home, uh, many doing, you know, working from home, schooling from home. So people instead, you know, they started looking for bigger places. And, and you know, the work from home um, aspect of it also allowed people to not be so tied to a specific city anymore. And, and that's sort of like one of the main aspects of what's happening here in, in London. You know, people from the GTA, you know, they started to look uh, further afield uh, as to their options and, and they're not so tight anymore if they can do all their work from home kind of thing. So they started like a lot of buyers coming from the GTA and people, you know, because interest rates are so low now, they could also sort of like afford a little bit of a bigger space kind of thing. So it has had this opposite impact uh, to what some analysts predicted would happen at the beginning of, 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 of the pandemic. Obviously, many analysts also say that, you know, the, the prices 
that we are seeing and the growth in prices is not sustainable. It's sort of like unprecedented. It's a, it's a word that has been used a lot during the pandemic, but, but it also applies for, for the local market. And it's just not an, a situation in London uh, that is specific to London. You know, we're seeing Southwestern Ontario and the further away that you get from the GTA and, and some of the more expensive markets, you see price gains that have also been around, you know, the 30% uh, year over year kind of thing. So obviously there's some talk about there could be uh, uh, a correction at some point. Um, some people suggest that perhaps it won't be as bad as you know people will lose all the gains that they have made on their properties over the last uh, 12 months or the last few years, because it's something that the government is also very um, attentive to. They're, they're paying close attention to it. Um, and, and there's, obviously the risk of interest rates going up and that would increase mortgage payments and everything. But I think it's gonna be happen in a gradual uh, approach as long as the government is interested in boosting the economy post pandemic, because that has been sort of like one of the key strategies that they have used low interest rates to uh, give some uh, energy to the economy and try to re, uh, recover some of the jobs that we have lost. So it's, it's very hard to say one way or the other, but obviously analysts says, you know, what we're seeing these price increases, it, it's, it's something that we haven't seen in the past and it's uh, unprecedented. It cannot continue uh, forever. Let's say that as much they're willing to agree on that it's, it's, it's not sustainable to continue at this pace where you see 30% increases year over year, because at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's leaving a lot of people out of the market, not having even coming down with the down payment, which is sometimes some months, you know, it's increasing the average price by 20%, um, things by $20,000, I mean. So it, it's sort of like pushing it further and further away from, from the reach of many people um, who are just trying to find a place that they can go home. It's so interesting when you get into the economics of it, because so many Canadians, not just Ontarians, but Canadians have been laid off during this time. And you're right, the housing market. And I like I see the numbers just up and up and up. And again, I'm a homeowner. I feel fortunate. But at the start of the pandemic, I was flirting with the idea of potentially moving into a bigger home. The house I'm in is not big. I'm kind of outgrowing it right now. And then I thought to myself, is this even realistic? Because where do you go? It's great. You're going to make bank selling, but then you're also shelling out more. So I want to talk to you about specifics in the city. Where is the cheapest, so to speak, area to buy in the city right now? And what is the average cost of a house in that area? So if you're sort of like a little bit on a budget uh, and you're looking for sort of like the most cost effective place where you can find, um, that's definitely East London. Uh, you know, the average price in this part of the city is just above uh, $500,000, which is still a lot of money if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, half a million. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. But it's but still 250000 less than perhaps uh, North London or 70000 that in other um, parts of the city. So East London is sort of like your best bet if you want to stay within the London area kind of thing. Um, it used to be that perhaps you could find something like if you couldn't find something in the city per se, maybe you could look at some of the surrounding communities as well, you know, in Middlesex County kind of thing. But these communities are also experiencing their own, you know, housing booms and prices there have also increased a lot. So sort of like the second best bet would be maybe perhaps looking at St. Thomas, um, where it's still a, a little more than 500,000, but uh, it's sort of like some of the, the, the cheapest prices on average that you are finding here in the London region kind of thing. 
Well, 25% more, right? That's the deal with St. Thomas and real estate. Um, I do want to talk about our coworker, Calvi Leon's story that she wrote about a house in North London. And we've seen this happen a couple of times now, and it's really just jaw dropping when it does. Uh, there was a house listed that then sold for $600,000 over. And it was already listed at almost $800,000. This is in North London, a riverside property, beautiful looking property, two car garage, double driveway. Um, There have been some upgrades to it. But did this just literally come down to location, 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 like we hear in real estate, because it was a riverfront property? Well, I, I think I think you know what. Sometimes uh, the hard ones what the hard ones, right? Uh, and I think that the buyers in this case they just really love that property. And, and obviously, uh, you know, it, it offers a, an amazing uh, view uh, to the Thames River uh, and all of that. But I still believe that this is one of those very rare cases. I mean, we're seeing obviously the, the multiple offers and almost all the properties that are hitting the market right now. Um, almost all of them are also selling uh, with prices above the listed price. But when you go $600,000, I mean, it was listed for 800, so for 1.4 million, that's still a little bit of a very unique case, you know? Um, I think the current conditions of the market really are, you know, have made it so that the list of requirements people are looking for in a house is getting, you know, smaller. Uh, it used to be perhaps you were, yeah, very concerned, obviously, about your the location, sort of like the, the amenities that you had in the house, maybe what was nearby kind of thing, schools, some other considerations. But right now, uh, I, I sort of feel in talking to some of the, the people are in the market that they just want to secure a place that they want to call their own, right? Um, so this specific case is obviously, uh, I, in my opinion, still a little bit of a unique uh, case in which, you know, I, I guess when you want and, and you have the means, you can go well buying a, uh, a property. But the reality of the market for, for most of the people who are trying to get into it, it's, uh, it's just trying to secure anything they can call their own. Uh, that fear of perhaps missing out and thinking that if I don't get into the market right now, you know, things are just going to get away from me and, uh, and I may not ever be able to buy a house. Uh, that's why we are seeing sort of like uh, people resorting to, you know, having asking their parents to to co-sign uh, when they're putting applications or perhaps, you know, parents who are selling property and using their, their, their own equity to sort of like help pay for a down payment in a house. So people are becoming, you know, more resourceful as to trying to find a way to get into the market because again, as much as, as, as we know that the prices have been growing in an unsustainable way, that the fear is that, that perhaps they'll still continue to go up. Uh, there's a chance of that maybe a, at a more reasonable pace, maybe not 30%, but still you wanna you know get into the market uh, uh, as soon as you want. So there's a little bit, I would say a little bit of panic buying from some people who, who really feel like it's now or, or, or never. Well, the thing about this house too, like you mentioned, it's sold for 1.4 and it's just, it's baffling to throw these numbers out. Like they mean nothing like $1.4 million is nothing to sneeze at, you know? Um, And one couple apparently who looked at the house and liked it, didn't put an offer in according to the article because it needed around $300,000 in renovations. Is this something that we are seeing and hearing about market-wide or was this just kind of unique to this very unique property, do you know? Well, what for what I heard, uh, even some some of uh, you know some of the properties that are selling are selling without uh, what are called like without conditions, without you actually going and see the property and taking a look at it. And again, it's it's it, in it's my sense that it's sort of like this fear of missing out the possibility of entering the market. 
Um, and again, and, and, and that's a situation that we are seeing in many properties that you're sort of like just trying to secure the property and then you will deal with what comes next when the time comes. Um, it, it's sort of like a, a very a sign of, 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 of the way things are right now and the desperation from some of the buyers that, that just want to um, try again. I know I've said it many times, but it, it's just that it, like many young families, first time home buyers are having a really hard time. And again, when you see prices the way they are going in, and perhaps there's an assumption that in the long run, they will stabilize, but you don't know what's going to be next month. And when you see home prices jumping by 10, 20,000, then your minimum payment also goes up kind of thing. So they're just trying to secure, figure out a way to get in and, and take advantage. And, and sometimes that, that, that results in you buying a property that perhaps was not your ideal choice and that will require some work. But uh, from the perspective of buyers, they're just like, you know what, I have what I wanted. I, I have something that I, that I needed or felt that I needed at this point. As far as back to the numbers with regards to supply and demand, I know a very close girlfriend of mine is a realtor. We were chatting yesterday, actually, and we chat all the time just about the market. And she's been insanely busy because the market's been so hot. Are we seeing more houses on the market? Because it's my belief, and based on some of the numbers we were seeing last year, uh, there was so few supply, so few houses to choose from that that's what was driving multiple offers and pushing the market sky high. Are we seeing more houses hit the market now? Well, that's that's we're still at historically low uh, levels of supply. And that's also part of the equation. You know, the low interest rates, the high demand for housing and the low supply are sort of like combining for this perfect storm that it, they're just pushing prices up um, in its later latest uh, report, the uh, London St. Thomas uh, Realtor Association. So they mentioned that, that, that we are still there. And we have seen that decline start happening sort of like since around 2015, 2016. Um, some believe that the COVID-19 pandemic, it's also uh, playing a factor right now. You know, people perhaps not feeling comfortable with allowing people to go look at the properties or feeling like it's not a safe moment to perhaps um, sell their property that could be a factor as well but at the same time there are many people who are in your position who, who say you know well, yeah I can sell and make uh, big money but where do I go to like it's not like you're gonna find something cheaper in the market right so so people are you know trying to be uh, are having to be strategic about what they do and perhaps unless they're being you know pushed perhaps they're growing their, their, their current space uh, the family is growing they definitely need a, a, an upgrade kind of thing uh, many 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 homeowners are also, you know, staying put until things stabilize and, and then perhaps they're forced into the market uh, some way or another. But definitely that's going to be sort of like a, a situation that is going to contribute to prices, uh, keep uh, pushing them up. And, and obviously the, the problem with that is that the obvious solution would be to build houses, to build more. But then again, building houses doesn't happen one day from the other, right? So it's, it's a long-term solution, but we are feeling the pinch uh, sort of like right now. Well, even from what I've heard, developers, some of them in the London area, it's now at like a two-year wait list, which is just, again, it's astronomical and mind-blowing when we start talking about the nitty-gritty and looking at actual feasible options. Uh, I want to thank you so much for your time, Jonathan. Um, if you listening right now want to learn more about this, Calvi's article, Jonathan's article over, of course, pages of LF Press and over at lfpress.com. I look forward to chatting with you next time, keeping an eye on the market. It's 
it's daunting for lack of a better word. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of the podcasting platforms, of course, over on YouTube and lfpress.com. We will be back next Thursday with another edition of who knows what, because things are crazy right now. It's crazy, unprecedented times as we all keep living in it. Um, But until then, stay well. 